uh, great easy stand You just stance. have one of them smug faces. That you just want to slap. Yeah, I know. No, no, just smug. Right, go on. Go on. You don't have a smug face. What does that mean? Are you joking? Has no one ever told you this before? No. Are you for real? I thought you knew that. <laughs> no one's ever told me I've got a smug face. Rob, you have got the sm- Like, you know how like, people have resting bitch face? Yeah. You have resting smug face? Like, on- wow. see, like right now, you honestly, you just have a smug face at all times. I'm just <laughs> smiling. That's all I'm doing. Resting smug face. Wow. Honestly. Cheers, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> Greetings, EastEnders fans, and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week, discussing the episodes broadcast between the 17th and the 20th of July 2023. All right, how you doing? Good, 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 good. Uh, joining me, as per usual, is the lovely Ree. Hello, Ree. How are you this week? Hello, Rob. I'm good. How are you? Very well. Um, well, say I'm very well. I've had, a, I've had a, like one of those sort of coffee things this week. For the first time in my life ever, I nearly lost my voice during the week. So this week oh, I might yeah. sound, might sound a little bit. Well, let's, let me let's get this right. I thought I sounded a little a little bit sexier uh, <laughs> during the week because my voice was quite deep <laughs> and quite gravelly. And I said a voice yeah. to Ree and say, "Oh, do I sound sexy?" And she was like, "No." To be honest, you sound gayer. And I was like, "Cheers." <laughs> apparently I sounded more nasally, so when I have a cold, apparently I sound like Alan Carr, so that's great to know. Sorry, Rob, to have burst that little bubble. Yeah, it's but... had a massive, massive needle and just popped it right there. And I there. know. So that was the most exciting thing happened to me. Well, you better week. now. You sound all right, actually. You sound pretty Thank normal you. To be Thank today. You. Not, so... not, not gay or, like, not uber gay well, or anything like that. obviously that, but not... <laughs> Thanks. Cheers, mate. Not as, not as camp as you why, sounded earlier this why week. Why have I kept you in my life for nearly 15 years? I don't Tell me know. that. Well, Tell you me know that. What? I'm just here for the honesty, Rob. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, sure. Um, what else? What's going on in your life this week, Ray? Well, going on in my life this week, my brother is about to have his first child. His partner's yes. been in labour for just over 24 hours now, so it's just a waiting game, I know. But the exciting thing, and the way this connected to us, is that... Yes. Uh, your sister-in-law is that that's yes. what I term it? Yeah, sister-in-law yeah. is the one who filmed our trailer. Yes, she was the, the start, woman behind the camera. Out. She was. Mm. You could check out that trailer. We had a right laugh making on the YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, so our our camera woman, our camera person, has uh, is currently, currently in labour. So Ree has her phone on standby. Yes, and, uh, apologies. Yeah, apologies if, if something goes off. But I think that's fair enough. Fair enough. And Give she did a really good auntie. job, actually, didn't she, she when she, she was filming? She did, especially considering what a what a um, little Nazi I was during the. I was just the, thinking, <laughs> especially with Rob being director. My God, don't mess with Rob if he ever becomes a director. I just did what I was told. I didn't have a clue what you were on about, so she did well. And yet, and yet, it all it all worked out it well. Did, it worked out brilliantly. Eventually, right. Uh, so we'll get started on this week's discussion. I said last week that I thought it was going to be like a really, really, really big week this uh, this week. It wasn't that big a week in the, in the grand scheme of things, mm. was it? Like it was, it was fun. It's a very fun week. A very, yeah. very. And you, th- you think it was? It sounded it was camper than me with a cold this week. I tell you, it was. It was. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Rob. Oh, it was up there. It was up there. Uh, so let's get discussing it, shall we? Right then, just the three stories this week, considering all the sort of multitude of uh, issues and storylines that we had last week. Only the three this week, and they were all quite sizable ones. Uh, so we shall start this week with Sharon, Keanu, Lisa and 
Phil. Lisa uh, kind of made her exit this week in typically dramatic Lisa style. Um, so previously on EastEnders, uh, Keanu had taken 10 grand out of Phil's safe. Uh, and this week he confesses to Phil that this is what happened. Or rather, he doesn't confess. Sharon does it for him. It was another week of me sort of looking at these two and thinking, you ain't getting married. There is no way that Sharon is going to take you down the aisle. Sharon's it's... always got Phil's back, hasn't she? Yeah, I there was a bit of that this week. It, she was doing it tactically telling him because oh, she yeah, but the she... long game. Yeah. But she does seem to always have his back and it's, I know how Phil works. How yeah, there's a lot of that this week. And I thought that Kat noticed that this week as well. Again, mm. it's another. You're sort of looking at them and thinking, "Yeah, this thing, this this isn't going to last the long run, is it?" Sharon and Phil are definitely going to come a common thing. And also, if you want the whole sort of Sharon versus um Pat oh. Peggy type parallels to continue, then that affair does need to happen to sort of yeah. intensify that further. And then maybe Phil can have another affair with Cat once he's back with Sharon, and Sharon can yeah. have another Keanu affair. You know, the possibilities are endless. Hopefully. Maybe Cat, maybe Cat and Keanu will get together while Sharon and Phil are back together. Why not? Do you know what? Weirdly, I'd say that Kat and uh, Keanu are probably better suited than Sharon and, than Sharon and Keanu. Potentially, to be fair, because Keanu's quite serious with Sharon, isn't he? Whereas he'd be quite yeah. fun, I think, with Kat. I think he'd have a good time with Kat. Yeah. Do a dirty laugh. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, Phil, discovers, uh, sorry, Phil discovers uh, exactly what had happened with the money this week and reacts accordingly. So, like, you know, shouts a lot and tries to attack Keanu with a baseball bat and all that malarkey. Um and he tell Keanu basically tells Phil what he has found out about Louise. Now, obviously, last week we dis- we were told by Lisa that Louise had completely derailed, come off the rails, and was on drugs, and had, had her life fallen apart. And Lisa was now um, Peggy's legal guardian. None of this is true. None of this is true whatsoever. I think well, that bit is true, though. That she's this is the weird I'm thing. I'm confused by this bit. Yeah, I was a bit. legal guardian because they yeah. kept saying it still. Yeah. Like, all the rest of it was rubbish, but apparently Lisa is still Peggy's legal guardian. Whereas so why re- is she her legal guardian? I don't know. Is some because... of it true, but it, she's exaggerated it? Possibly, or... possibly. I don't know, yeah. yeah. That was a bit confusing, because nothing's wrong with Louise, it transpires, because when Phil rang Louise up, as if Lisa didn't think that anybody was going to do that at any point. Um, right. Like, so Phil rings Louise up, and she's just come out of a spa with Sam, by the way. No, to put a pin in that. So I feel like we might be heading... Uh, a bit uh, forthwith towards Sam's return, because that would kind of make sense as to, you know, sort of Sam coming back and going, uh, what the hell has been going on with my niece while I've been here? Like, you know, so mm. see what happens there. But hopefully Sam's on her way back soon. Um, so, yeah, Louise is fine. No drugs, no sort of kind of coming off the rails. Lisa is the one that's coming off the rails. We discover this week how much, like, trouble Lisa is actually in with this gambling thing. She's mm. over £40,000 in debt. Like... From gambling. From gambling. Wow. If you take the From lesson, those ladies little and gentlemen. Jewel type apps yeah. you get on your phone. Oh, well, be fair, Ray. She also uses a fruit machine in the Vic. So she does that as oh, well. Oh, that's so. Angus took Bucky's when she must have does. lost her phone because obviously Sharon found it. So presumably yeah. that's why I'm really, unha- really helpful for the gambling sites to all come like eight o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, gamble, gamble, feel free. Yeah, and me, and me. Yeah, I'm free too. Yeah, and me, and me, and me. They all came like, like grinder notifications. Like, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe these, maybe, you know, cookies and algorithms, maybe they know that that's the best time yeah. in the morning. You start having your cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's dangerous, isn't it? That's the, see, mm-hmm. it, every time you press accept all on those cookie things, just bear in mind what mm-hmm. they what logic, what knowledge they have. I always press reject all personally. Mm, like a Black Mirror episode. 
that's mm. very clever. Um, so obviously last week Lisa got dragged off by the police. Um, and she's released this week because Peggy's been in Phil's care. Go on. Sorry, who called the police? We still don't actually know. I mean, I, th- I think we're supposed to just accept that it was Phil. But it feels to me as though that's something that Phil definitely wouldn't do when it was Sharon yeah. that called the police. But apparently it was Phil, because nothing really right, got okay. Phil's, Phil's no, that way. There you go. For the first time in his life, Mitchell called the police. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so Lisa comes back to collect Peggy, as if, like, <laughs> right, so I'm back from my little stay in prison. I'll take Peggy now. Cheers. Thanks for looking after her while, I was, while you were banged up. Cheers for that. Uh, and Phil basically turns around to her and says, uh, yeah, right, you can sod off back to Portugal. Peggy's staying here. Thanks very much. Um, and Lisa spends a night on a bench in the square, spends a night on Arthur's bench, and Sharon takes her in. And this, again, is where Keanu just shows how, like, just just silly he is. He's just He just doesn't think of anything else. And Sharon is the one that's trying to, trying to be the sensible one in the situation. Like, she sorts Phil out. She turns around to him and says, like, okay, look, so this is what's going on with Lisa. Um, for the best... For Peggy's sake, you need, she needs to be back in Portugal, so you need to pay for her play tickets. It feels like, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, fair enough. I, I exaggerated, fair enough. It's like Sharon can just handle Phil just so easily like that. And like I said, there was a few moments of that this week where Cat was just sort of standing on the out on the outskirts yeah, and just looking, looking in, in and going, yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, I love that though. I, I say I love the Sharon and and Cat dynamic. It's it's going to get bigger. But it's almost forward. it's almost like. Kat obviously must feel a bit disheartened by the fact that Sharon can come in and sort it, but I think she might also be like, well, do you know what, Sharon, you'll probably sort it ten times quicker than me, so crack on. Yeah. I'll just stand here and agree. Yeah. I'll observe. I'll pick up some tips, Sharon. How do I handle Phil? I mean, yeah, in ten years' time, Kat, maybe you might have a bit a bit more sort of leeway with mm. Phil, but at the minute... Um... She's got the moments, though, Kat, where she's under. Oh, she does. And... Like, it's not like she's completely... Because the thing is, going out of a Mitchell, and this is nothing new for anybody that goes out with one mm. of the Mitchell men, you know, Sharon... Um, basically kind of turned into a bit of a sort of gangster's mole and sort of just like mm. was never told anything, which is probably why Phil and her disintegrated in the first place. Kat isn't doing quite as badly as that. Like Kat can stand her own and say, look, Phil, this is nonsense. Like, what are you mm. doing? Like, don't be a mug and all that kind of thing. But basically, we're supposed to accept that Kat got Phil to phone the police on Lisa. <clears throat> which I can't believe they brushed under carpet like that. Well, maybe we're they... going to hear more about it, or he's going to. I don't think we are. Yeah. I think I think that just happened. Like Phil wow. basically persuaded. I was like, I think it's like you said because it was legal money, it's like Phil, money that Phil had legitimately yeah. earned from the club. So and he's already paid it... tax on. He's already uh, yeah. his taxes on it. So it's like, so he, uh... as well, if we're yeah, so if we're in this territory, I might as well find the police while I'm here as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So Sharon uh, brings Lisa in and discovers the gambling, sees all these debts on the phone, sees Lisa coming out of the uh, betting shop, uh, and then basically just, and Lisa basically tells her how bad things are. 40 grand in debt, and she doesn't quite know how she's going to sort it out. I mean, how do you, like, sort out 40 grand's worth of debt? Like, how does that, how do you even go about sorting that out? I wouldn't have a clue. Like, loads Well, you'd have to stuff. maybe get three jobs and payment plans. I, don't, I have no idea. At least three jobs. Like, Christ. Um, but anyway, Sharon makes a deal with Lisa that if she lets Keanu see Peggy more, then she will sort out her plane ticket back and all that kind of thing. So it's all... Sharon's kind of trying to sort everything out. And Keanu then just basically messes everything up because he... Once he sees that Lisa is staying there, he's kind of like, right, well, I know you're trying to go back to Portugal, but the only way to stop you going back to Portugal is for me to hide your passports on a really high shelf where you won't see them. <laughs> well, she's quite place. short, isn't she? She is fair. quite short, yeah, but it was literally like she, he was trying to hide them. It was like he was trying to hide them from Peggy. <laughs> like, I just put them on a yeah. really high shelf. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, he hides the passport. So Sharon's aware of this and sort of like is kind of all confused about as to what to do. And meanwhile, Keanu goes to Eve and is sort of trying to sort out legal things and sort of family solicitors and all that kind of thing. Um, and Lisa basically says to her, says to her, and kind of makes her see sense inadvertently by saying like nobody's thinking of Peggy in this scenario. Like we're all screwed up here. Peggy needs to be back with her mum. She's got a routine. She's like a three, four year old little girl. She needs to go home and just be with her mum and get back into her routine. So Sharon, what Sharon does is sort of make Martin find them. Like tells him what's going on. And says right, I just need you to give Lisa her passports back and say I found them on top of the shelf. So Keanu returns after Sharon like taking him out for dinner just to keep him away from the house. Keanu uh, comes back and we get this big dramatic sort of run through the square while Lisa's running away in a taxi. The taxi drivers of Walford, I swear to God, they must get danger money working there because they're forever being chased. They're forever being chased by scorned lovers, upset parents. He needed to put his foot down though as well, Broken families. Oh, he was chilling, was pretty much clinging onto the back of the car. (laughs) Yeah, like something (laughs) out of Cape Fear. It's like hanging onto the... Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Lisa's gone with Peggy. Go off back to Portugal, and Keanu is devastated and just kind of dissolves into tears. And Sharon's kind of like, ah, and yes, it's like, I've but broken that up. Damn. He didn't, um, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying not to swear. He didn't care about Peggy two weeks ago, though. So because she's no. turned up on square. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think he just kind of like it was. It was not knowing what you've got until you've got it back in your life again, wasn't it? And it was also okay. the fact that it was also the fact that I think that obviously it gave Karen a chance to see her granddaughter, and like mm. Bernie got to see her niece. So it was kind yeah. of like the family that that is established in Walford for her. As far as he's mm. concerned, he doesn't see any reason as to why Peggy should return to Portugal. There's no reason for him to be in Portugal while he's there. Mm. I think is his logic. Like she's got a fine family here. She's got Sharon. She's got a brother here. What's your problem, Lisa? Like why? He's been back. He's been back for two minutes. Though, like he ain't got a leg to stand on, has he? And he's not. As far as we know, he's not really tried to be involved. Although I no. think that's because Louise and Lisa have not let him as well. I don't know. I know it's so. Again, you're looking at Kat and uh, you're looking at uh, Keanu and Sharon. She's got another secret from him, uh, and this is quite a big one. So yeah, that when he we... inevitably finds it out, he, of course he will find this out. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's against Martin as well, who lives in the house. So how is this going to go down? It's like this is this surely is the start of them slowly disintegrating as a couple because they are just. This is the thing. I think the thing the thing is, like, they were so good together in terms of a hot, kind of steamy, passionate, wrong love affair. And now they're actually trying to make a go of this. I think Sharon is so aware of the age gap. She keeps getting, even now, she's still getting, like, constant digs from people about the age gap and realising the age gap herself. And she's constantly having to hold his hand and sort of make everything right and sort out his messes. The fact that she, the fact that he didn't even have the nerve to tell Phil himself when that was the reason that they'd gone around there and Sharon had to do it for him. And then had to sort of say to Phil, right, you start with finish shouting, have you? You finish shouting, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now, now, now Keanu can come in the room, we can have a conversation about this. Like, oh, Sharon doesn't need this. Nah. <laughs> like, what, no one needs Well, this. like she said, she spent Kathy's entire wedding day sorting out all Keanu stuff, didn't she? With yeah. uh, everything going on with Peggy. So I don't know, there's something. I don't know, though, because will they, will they still get married on Christmas Day? You've got it in your head that they're not going to. Well, I mean, the only thing that's... But why is she in a wedding dress? Is she well, really going to organise a wedding with Phil that quickly? It's the only thing... Well, to be fair, Phil has got a wedding booked for Christmas Day. There's, like, there's a oh, wedding already... Oh, Did yeah, you the... think of that, there's a, Rob? There's a, there's a wedding already booked for... So the only thing that really ah. needs to be removed from that equation is Cat, which I can kind of see happening by Christmas, to be honest. We've got, like, a good five, six months till mm. then. Only thing... Yeah, I... Th- 
my I'm wondering at this point whether Sharon is getting married to Phil again on Christmas Day, uh, and Keanu is out the picture, or maybe even on the floor. Who knows? And I still think that it could be Sharon and Keanu, but with some fireworks along the way. Could be. Could be. We've got a long way to go, but it's all very exciting. The wedding mm. dress, by the way, Sharon's wedding dress was doing the rounds because um, Kathy was supposed to get married in Sharon's wedding dress and then changed her mind. So yeah. Sharon's wedding dress is currently hanging up in the Beale living room in a big old plastic bag. So we mm. know it's there. Same, It's basically the same as the cufflinks. Like they're in circulation. They're doing their thing. They're kind of waiting for the next move on the chessboard. Why would Sharon wear Kathy's cast off? And exactly. Not get brand like new Sharon, dress? Sharon could totally Sorry, Sharon. Dress. So exactly. Yeah. So that's a kind of another question. Like why and how does Sharon end up? Oh, with does that she dress? lose all the money? Wouldn't be surprised. In fact, up... maybe oh. that's the last. Maybe if that's the last thing that uh, Keanu does to mess up their relationship, something to do with Sharon's Possibly. money, all disintegrates from there, and then her and Phil end up having an affair, and then they get together on Christmas Day, and then something, all the madness of Christmas Day happens. And Kathy goes, hey, Sharon, I've got a wedding dress you can... Yeah, have my dress. Have my dress. It's all good, girl. Have my dress. Um, The only other thing to pull away from this story, the little scene, uh, Ravi came in to ask Chelsea for Phil... uh, to ask Phil for Chelsea's job back. And he succeeds. Chelsea now is working back at the club again, which is so overly reasonable of Phil, I have to say, apart from the fact that Ravi now owes him a favour. There was no way Chelsea deserves that job back after what she did last week. There isn't, but I think having Ravi Panasar, well, he's not yes. Panasar, Galati, owing Phil Braun. a favour mm. is worth yeah. more than... now, And probably more convenient for him as well because he doesn't have to find another manager. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Because so... Phil's got enough going on at the minute. And he knows but... what happened. He knows it weren't actually her. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting though. So, and there's nothing really at the moment to suggest what this favour might be. It's definitely relevant because otherwise, mm. what was the point in mentioning it? Like, what was yeah, the point in sacking little... Chelsea? Yeah. 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 What was the point in sacking Chelsea for a weekend only for Ravi to then get her job back and get this favour? Yeah. Um, nothing really to indicate what this favour might be yet, but it's not going to be good right. for Ravi. You're going to tell me I'm overthinking something here, right? Me? Never. Go on. <laughs> but I noticed <laughs> when Ravi left, Phil's yes. house, and it's probably yes. completely irrelevant. I'm was... already thinking you're overthinking this. Go on. There was bird poo on Phil's door, right? And yes. Because of Christmas Day, I'm like... You put the birds on the floor sign... Christmas Day? Poo on my door. Like, <laughs> is it a sign of luck or something? Because that's what they say, don't they? And I think I'm looking for clues too much. But then I was like, why didn't someone clean that bird poo off at door? Or is it relevant to Christmas Day? Anyway. So we're now at the state. This is what EastEnders does to us when we're in the grips of a mystery and it's good. <laughs> we go into so much overdrive of our brains and our theories that Chris, that bird poo on the door may well be a clue for Christmas Day. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ray. If you're right, I will edit this section, remove it and stick it in prime and proper place where it belongs to say that Thank you spotted you. it. <laughs> I, I don't think my editing sisters are going to be troubled right. too much with it though. But we'll see. Okay. You never know. You never know. I did notice the bird poo in all honesty. But... Oh, you did as well. Oh see? no, I, of course I did. It was like half a it was like it was, it was like basically the colour of the door, like streaking down the door. So why? Just to make it more realistic. Yeah, it's in London. Pigeons everywhere. Mm. Okay. Pigeons everywhere. And nobody gets good looking Walford, please. That's <laughs> like, true. It doesn't happen. Especially but in the house. Another thing, sorry. To do with Ravi and Chelsea. Yes. When Kathy was leaving to the wedding on the horse mm-hmm. and cart, we had a yeah. little snippet of Chelsea talking to Suki saying, Oh, about weddings. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm really jealous. And I thought, Hey, uh, wedding bells. There is, well, there are so many, like, after this week, there are so many 
wedding sort of in the air, mm. like un- sort of unresolved wedding dramas and people mm. not really getting married and like people cancelling their weddings and re- rejigging their weddings. Anybody could be getting after Square's going to be getting married on Christmas Day at this rate. Mm-hmm. Mad. So we shall have to wait and see what happens. But yes, there we are. Uh, so next story, ladies and gentlemen, is Stacey and Martin. <laughs> right. So Stacey, Martin, Theo, um, Martin and Stacey are back together. That's nice. That's good. I like Stacey yeah. and Martin together. Starting. Yeah. Starting up again. Starting. I was thinking this um, uh, may say, but I think starting's better. Starting. Yeah. Starting. Yeah. You could do more puns with starting. Um, yeah. So, obviously, last week, Stacey rang Martin up. Pissed. I got some wedding with her. I love you. <laughs> so, Martin arrives on the day of Kathy's wedding. She turns up. He turns up at the Slaters, all suited and booted. Ready to take Stacy to the wedding and bless him. He's excited as well, isn't he? He's really excited that Stacy's rang him up. It's quite cute. Um, and Stacy's like hanging out her ass and <laughs> walks down the stairs like, uh, what? What are you? Why doing are you here, here, Martin? Why are you here? What's going on? It's Theo is in the kitchen because Theo is, is supposed to be is supposed to be Stacy's date. Um, Theo's in the kitchen and Martin's like, uh, what's going on here then? And a bit of a show of Theo's manipulation here, wasn't there? Because Stacey goes, oh, sorry, I'll deal with Theo. I'd rather take, I'd rather go with you, to be honest. I'll sort Theo out. So she goes and tries to sort of let him down gently. And Theo's like, mm-hmm. well, I've cancelled plans and everything to be here. But plans can change, can't they? You know, like, Lila, and bought like, a new suit. But, and bought a new suit, which to be fair, I thought he looked quite good in. Not saying he's fit or anything, but I thought he looked quite good in that suit. I thought he, I thought he, he kitted himself up well, I thought, bless him for his little date. Um, and. Yeah, so and he, but then he's all like, "Yeah, plans can change, though, can't they?" You know, like Lily's tutorial. Mm, mm, think about that. Oh, Stacey. I didn't get that. That's what he were hinting yeah. at, <laughs> right? Okay, yes, yeah. yes. Fair um, sense. So yeah, he was being all sort of like manipulative of all that. So Stacey's mm. kind of like, "Oh, great. Well, then I guess I have to go with you then." So obviously they kind of awkwardly go there together and Theo is kind of like, I'm having a lovely day. I'm having a great day. It's an awkward situation though, to be fair, because she did ask him and he did get ready and he was there and ready to Yeah, in in all fairness. to be like, oh, actually, no, I don't want to go with you. I want to go with Mark. I know. If you ignore the fact that he's a weird stalker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's nicked her perfume. And probably like a few pairs of underwear that we didn't see as well. we will be surprised. God, and, you're like, obsessed with him nicking her underwear, Rob. It's the sort of thing he'd do. It's the sort yeah, of thing he'd do. And like, and the fact that he was sat there, he was like in her kitchen being Edmund while she was upstairs talking to him. Weird. That's just gross. Not so man. Gross. Weird mm. man. Weird man. And so if it wasn't for all that, I'd feel quite sorry for him because literally, yeah, like you say, he, ca- he he like you said, he made plans. He cancelled them yeah. to take Stacey to the wedding. He bought a new suit. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled his Edmund call where he did, <laughs> he did. Um, so at the wedding, um, Martin isn't letting this slip and basically tells Stacey, I still love you. You know, he basically confesses everything. You're like, oh, I still love you. And Stacey's looking all simpering, and they have a kiss, which mm-hmm. is seen by Jean. I mean, Stacey, this, is, this is literally Stacey being Stacey, isn't it? Stacey Stacying all over the place. Like she's taking a date to his wedding and then kisses another bloke while she's there. Yeah. Oh, a bit yeah. Stacey Slater. She hasn't been like this for a while. <laughs> Stacey being Stacey. Um, <laughs> And Theo, what I loved though also was the fact that Theo, in response, like obviously Theo had no idea that they've had this kiss, but he can sort of see Martin across the room and he's like, I, I know what'll sort him out, and just <laughs> takes Stacey's hand and kisses it. <laughs> it was so creepy. But even Stacey, Stacey was funny though. She was like, <laughs> What are you doing? Off. What are you Come doing? <laughs> 
he did that in response to Martin. If you remember, Martin went over and sat next to yeah. Stacey and like moved a hair or something. Yeah, like that. Martin so that's was why trying... he did it back. Yeah, Martin was trying to wind him up because uh, obviously yeah. Martin doesn't like Theo whatsoever for understandable reasons. Um, mm. But yeah, that kiss on the hand was just, it was oh, like, it was like a sort of weird vain attempt to sort of mark his territory, wasn't it? It was really sort of. He might as well have licked it, it was that weird. Yeah, might as well have just licked her face. That's yeah. Basically, basically what <laughs> yeah. that was, wasn't it? May as yeah. well have done. Um, so the wedding, they kind of just sit through the wedding and Stacey's obviously really uncomfortable throughout the entire wedding and would much rather be sitting with Martin. Uh, and at the reception, Stacey eventually just turns around to me and goes, look. All right, just look here. Okay, me and you, yeah, thanks, but I think we should just be friends. Okay, yeah. And Theo seems to take it relatively well. You like, you can tell he's a bit disappointed. Yeah. But he seems to try to deal with it in quite an adult way, and says, "All right, fair enough. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed my day. I've I've really, you know, and me and Lily, all good. Like, I'll continue mm-hmm. doing that all well." And Stacey's like, "Oh, well, good. Glad he's taking that so well." But then as Theo is leaving, there's a little glare at Martin from across the room, mm-hmm. and then and then leaves. Now Christmas we don't see. Day. Well, yeah, it's possible. Uh, we don't see Theo for the rest of the week, but what we do see is Edmund. Uh, and Edmund is oh, yeah. const- constantly messaging Stacey. Got the impression that Edmund was upping his game a little bit, actually. Like, he was messaging mm-hmm. him more, like... They so gave that I... impression, unless it's just that we were seeing messages more. But, yeah, it seemed like that, didn't it? But it seemed quite insistent, because at one point, there was a scene where Martin and Stacey were in the kitchen. In the kitchen, yeah. And he was the phone was constantly going off, wasn't it? Like, it was constantly messaging her. Mm-hmm. So I think I think what is going to happen from here is that he's going to up his game, and it's all going to start getting a little bit weird. Edmund's mm-hmm. going to start getting a little bit more demanding, I think. Seems like it. Oh, what neg- more do you think for yeah, his money? Yeah, you can take that negligee off for a start. So we ain't talking about our days either. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, that oh, was the impression no. that I got from what Stacey was saying, unless Stacey wasn't quite telling the truth. Was that she? They literally just sit and talk about their day. Yeah, no, that's Stacey what she said. Yeah, negligee. she didn't. Yeah, she but didn't how, say that she takes a. I know, and is pay- it's how does she not think it's a bit odd that someone's paying her just for that? Paying that I mean, much money, just oh, yeah. I, I don't guess. know. I mean, it's believable. I can sort of say, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's believable. I can sort. I can. I can imagine that there are people, and actually, you know, shade on them because if that is their way of communicating yeah, with, with yeah. the opposite sex, everyone needs and so, company. Yeah, and it looks like actually Stacey. When the, the kind of brief moments that we've seen Stacey doing it, she actually looks like she's doing a really good job with it. Like she's not like. You know, doing that thing where yeah, like, but couldn't you know, she just you're... sit in jeans and a t-shirt if that's what well, you're no. after? Do you know what she I mean? Could she could, but that's not the same thing, is it? It's like she might as well just take a dog for a walk in that, isn't that? <laughs> that sort of thing. Like she wearing a negligee, looking all pretty, and doing yeah. a lipstick, um, right. and that's kind of like enough for Edmund in her mind. Like she, I think she sees him as maybe sort of like maybe this old man who's just yeah. lonely, maybe lost his wife. I think she's probably created this sort of quite. Not romantic, but sort of just romanticise the idea that she's doing this. Like she's a she's a key worker. <laughs> just like she's You're just right help, there because helping she... this old guy out who's like not got anyone to speak to, and all mm. she has to do is sit there in the negligee. Like it's fair enough, and you're and you're paying me enough money for her to feel free as well with transpires. So I don't know how much Theo is actually paying her for what she's and doing. And she, well, she said more than Martin having ten jobs, so a lot of yeah. money. How much a money lot is of money. Theo? So... Yeah. Do you know what, though? Fair play to her for not wanting to stop then. Because it's, yeah, because it's not like she, it sounds like she's not just like earning the odd like 50 quid here and there. It sounds like this mm. is actually the money that she's getting from doing this is actually quite a key component in her sort of house finances. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But Martin's not happy about it, is he? Well, Martin's not happy about it. And I see now I can understand Martin's point of view here. Can you? Like, yeah, I, I, I understand. Struggle. 
I understand both sides. It's really difficult. I get it. I get it. I was trying to. I was watching. But, yeah. I was trying to. Put, I was trying to put myself in like both of their situations, and I yeah. do get Stacey's sort of thing. Of, right. Well, unless you're going to provide this money that I'm mm. earning from this, you know, and I'm enjoying. And the fact. And mm. the thing is, the fact that Stacey made a good point this week, where she said, like, right. Well, I've had bailiffs at my door, like, kind of raiding the house. So I don't want yeah. to go through that again. I will do this all day and go through that again. I can understand that completely, mm-hmm. but. In terms of Martin's side of things, I see yeah. that you know he's looking at in, in Martin's head. She's he's like picturing Stacy kind of you know waggling her bits around on camera for somebody. And you also, it's not even just that, but I think it's also a case of you're sort of wondering what's going through Stacy's head of that mind. I think in Martin's like it's kind of like is she enjoying it? Is she mm. kind of like how like how much is she actually doing for this guy? It's Does just she want a to job, go isn't further? It? Really? Yeah. So it's but it's it is a, it is well, a tough situation because it's like. Where is the line of someone feeling like they own somebody else's body, which is yeah. how it could be interpreted with Martin? Or where's the line of, I'm not comfortable with my partner doing that because she's my partner, rather mm. than I feel like I own a body? It is a difficult yeah. one, isn't it? It is. Because I'll be honest, if my partner started doing that as a male, I'd be like, you can nan as me. You're not <laughs> doing that one. Yeah, but it's mind you, talking about the owning of the body. I think in Theo's mind, he does own Stacey's body because he's paying for it. So oh, I, that's I, true. So the ownership comes into play. I think that will be a thing going forward. So I'm paying for you. So I own you. You're my mm. you're my sex slave essentially. Like it's it's going to start mm. getting very weird for Stacey. Um, and I think now that she has turned Theo down, he is really going to start upping his game. I think Edmund is going to start getting more demanding, and I think Theo is going to get start doing more sort of classes with Lily because I think the the thing with him sitting in the kitchen I think was actually quite relevant because I feel like that he was getting more brazen I think he was getting more brazen so it's it's more mm. dangerous it's more exciting so I feel like he's and I think now he knows where Stacey's bedroom is and where she keeps all her perfume and all that kind of thing I think she he's going to go in there again and, and her knickers yeah he's going to start trying to get more trophies you know with proper Joe Goldberg Yes, you read my mind and you don't even see it. There you go. You see. No, but I think you're right. It's just, yeah, it's all getting a bit. But he's by the end of it, isn't he? he is going to up it. But I think that Stacey, by the end of the week, is sort of feeling bad about it. I think that she's maybe wondering whether she needs to knock it on the head because she, Martin has kind of said, all right, I'm not happy about it, but all right, if you if that's what you need to do, keep doing it. Mm. And I think Stacey feels a little bit guilty by the end of the week. So I got the impression that she's thinking about cutting it on the head. Oh, so and if she does, then Theo's really going to ramp it up, isn't he? Exactly. Doesn't have anything. Exactly. It was, it was interesting how Stacey was kind of trying to justify it to Martin, saying, we could be on the other side of the world. And Martin was like, or it could be down the street. It's like, mm. oh... Is Martin mm. gonna is Martin gonna figure it out? Is he not gonna let it drop or something? And... I wonder if he I wonder if Martin is gonna be the one that figures it out because mm. obviously he's, yeah, yeah, he's the only one that sort of has looked at Theo and go, You're a weirdo. Uh so I and the more that Theo sort of ups his game, which I think he's inevitably gonna do, I think Martin's gonna be keeping a close eye on him. Because at the minute, bear in mind that he's more worried about Lily than he is Stacey at the moment in regards to Theo. Mm, so I, I think he's gonna be keeping a very close eye on Theo going forward, especially if he moves back in with Stacey, which presumably is gonna happen at some point, because more money on the table after all. So mm. Mm, we'll have to wait and see. So the day of the wedding has finally arrived. And by the end of the week, Ree, despite all events, we have Kathy Cotton in the credits. That feels odd. Kathy oh, Cotton. I didn't spot that. Yeah, yeah I always, I always I have a, look for it. Yeah. I've got so many questions about this, but we'll get to it all. Kathy Cotton. It's it, It's got a ring to it. At least it's alliteration. Oh, yeah, it's alliteration. Well, yes. 
Kathy Weir, kicking curry, Rob. Curly curry, kicking curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the day of the wedding's arrived. Uh, obviously, Rocky is fretting all about the madness that went on with the honeymoon drama this week, and Kathy does find out about this and sort of basically sort of tri- does the, exactly the right thing in my view. Like goes right, go on, get out. I might be at the wedding. I might not be. And then proper sends him fretting and all that kind of thing until she eventually turns up at the registry office, which I thought was a very good way of dealing with it. Yeah, good. Queen. Yeah, worried were you? Good, good. Queen. Yes. Queen. I mean, Kathy's just flawless in, in mm-hmm. general. Nice moment, by the way. The coach that they used for the um, transportation of the bride and groom was the same original coach that they used for Pat and Frank's wedding in the early... In, the early late eighties or early nineties, whenever uh, late eighties it would have been, which is nice. I liked that. Yeah, That's, really. Although nice. it just kind of make me wonder, like, what has this coach just been sitting there <laughs> all this time? And they've just pulled it out of retirement. And is it going to be used again? Might it be used again? Well, there are, like we said, there are so many weddings, several just sort of weddings floating in the air at the moment. That coach is going to have some good usage done by the, by mm. the time it gets to it. Bless it. Um, by the way, I thought there was a nice little moment when uh, they were talking about because uh, all the some of the girls came around, you know, as you know, sorting Kathy out for her wedding, including Suki, which I didn't think Kathy and Suki would be that close. But I think what that does do is sort of cement the uh, the fact that Nish is going to head is heading for a comeuppance at some point soon. Yeah, I think exactly. Yeah, I thought that. And it was, um, I think, yeah, just to show that Suki couldn't find out on the wedding day about the honeymoon so that that weren't an option so that yeah. she couldn't then go to Nish and go, oh, come on, it's Kathy, yeah. we like Kathy. Yeah. Um, but it felt very, like, kitchen sink drama almost and getting ready like that. I, I liked really, it. really yeah. enjoyed nice it scene. and all talking. It's the Clenner's community scenes that are kind of, it's just such a nice part of this. Monday scene. was my favourite episode. Monday was a great episode, yeah. Mm. Um Nice little moment, which kind of got forgotten about amongst all the madness of this storyline this week, um, was when they were talking about the sort of the something old, something blue thing. Kathy sort of just pulled a little stocking up. Well, hi. I love it when Blue Kathy Garter. Like that. Blue Garter on. Uh, and then Bobby walked in and was utterly traumatised. <laughs> hilarious. Like, I'm actually hilarious. Bless him. Oh, God. Oh. Um, so... They turn up at the wedding, and, and something else that was working really well as well, by the way, was the Elaine and Kathy relationship. That's really sort of nicely building up, don't you think? Don't you yeah, think? and it, I love Elaine now because Thank of her you. and Kathy. I told no, you. I love her now. Yeah. Did I tell you? Trust yeah. Rob. It took me a while. Yeah. I knew, right. Elaine would be, I knew Elaine would be fine. And I told when you. When she said, when she were talking to her and uh, Elaine and Ben Kathy about, oh, should I marry him? And she was like, do you want my input? And Kathy was like, not really. And she was like, do us all a favour and get married, will you? Yeah, you're getting it, any- you're getting it anyway. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. later on in the week where they were talking about, like, you know, they were sat outside Bill's place and was sort of Elaine was giving a genuine sort of heartfelt advice. They're becoming yeah. really good friends. Again, mm-hmm. for a reason, because obviously... Yeah. They have a common enemy about to arrive mm-hmm. on the square. But as a relationship, it's really nice and sort of they're, they're working yeah. really, really nicely together. And it's nice for Elaine to sort of establish herself amongst the community rather than it feeling a bit more forced. Elaine has actually got a genuine friendship there where people are actually starting to really mm-hmm. like her and she's making friends and she's becoming quite a sort of a, 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 having a place in the community. It's nice. I knew she'd mm-hmm. be fine. I knew she'd be fine. She's getting there. She's absolutely fine. Um, so at the registry office, all is well. Until Joe turns up. Now, everything that went on with Joe was spectacular. The campest thing I've ever seen. It was so camp. The whole thing of this was just camp from the moment it started to the moment it ended. Like, she is the campest character we've had in so, so long. 
I love her. <laughs> and it works. And it totally it? works with all Doesn't of it. Yeah, it don't feel over the top at all. I love it, yeah. Oh, it was just... I mean, so I mean, she... T- go on. I was just going to say, there was a moment where I felt a bit like it were a bit Scooby-Doo baddie. Like, yeah, but it it still worked. I would just like she's, she's so on the nose. But then this the thing. Like Vicky Michelle has obviously kind of quite a history of sort of because she came from a lower low, and Yvette in a lower low is such a camp character, and you know so clearly Vicky Michelle is sort of bringing her experience of that sort of part yeah. into the role of this. Now obviously Yvette was quite a good character, and <laughs> Joe clearly isn't. Like Joe's quite is obviously quite the villain in the piece here, mm. but she but the sort of the equivalent of a moustache twiddling female in in Joe yeah. is just such fun to watch. It, this is the yeah. thing about this storyline, even though it wasn't like the big sort of kind of big twisty thing I was expecting this week to be. What what we got actually was just a lot of fun. It, it was what it was, wasn't it? It was just fun, yeah. big soapy nonsense where it was just sort of you could laugh at it, you could sort of enjoy the fight. Uh, we'll get to the fight because the fight was a was a sight to behold. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I loved the fight. Basically, she turns up at the uh, wedding venue and tells Rocky, uh, well, we're still married. Your divorce isn't finalised, uh, so you're about to commit bigamy. So, and Rocky's like, well, bugger me. So, <laughs> like, he goes through with it, and Joe's kind of stood there at the back of the thing, smirking. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she comes back again, yeah. doesn't she? And Kim kind of well spotted her. Kim spotted her. Well, yeah, but I think then, obviously, once they go back to the Vic for the reception, yeah, Joe arrives. And it all just turns into chaos because Joe um, tells Kathy what's going on. What I liked here was that Kathy was instantly by Rocky's side for this because I thought where this was going was that Joe was going to reveal it and Kathy was going to be like, oh, that's it. That's straw that broke the camel's back. That's it. Me and you are through. And it was just going to kick off that way and sort of repeat that cycle. But it didn't. Mm. Kathy was right by Rocky's side. Kind of like, no, you're a cow and I'm standing by him. It was really nice to see that, I thought. I think it's because Kathy did believe that Rocky genuinely didn't believe Joe. Yeah. And it, it was like, she's just turned up to cause trouble. And Kathy thought, yeah. well, I'm not going to let her. I'm not going to let her no. win then. And my so. God. And my God, she didn't. <laughs> um, what I wanted to talk to you about, actually, an interesting little thing I thought when watching these scenes. So obviously it all tra- it all turns into a big old slanging match between Kathy and Joe. Slapping and like kind of being pulled out and thrown out of the vehicle and shouting and screaming and all that fabulous malarkey. The slapping scenes, right? Obviously, the whole scene was played for laughs, all right? There's no debating about that. It was a fun, and it was a funny, it was a very kind of enjoyable, fun, funny scene. Uh, and the slapping, though, it was all so sort of over the top and almost Dallas in the type of way that it was all, that was kind of pushed out. But the soap slapping thing, have you noticed that, like, we're getting, we're getting less slaps these days in, in, in EastEnders? Because it used to be quite a big thing in EastEnders. Like, Peggy was, mm. a, Peggy was a slapper. Pat was yeah. a slapper. Cat, Stacy, like people did a lot of slapping back in the old days, and we seem to get a lot less of that these days. Because I feel like if this had been made ten years ago, Elaine would have slapped about three people by now, and she hasn't slapped anybody. Do you not? Do you not think? Mm. You know, that's that... a good point. But maybe it's just a sign of the times and the thinking. I wonder this. We yeah, don't wanna, we don't want to look like we're encouraging violence or something. I don't know. But having said that, it's not something we'd really think about doing. Like, if I got into an argument with somebody, I wouldn't go around mm. and slap him. Yeah. So maybe it's just not done as often in real life as well these yeah, days. Yeah, Because I remember, I'm trying to think of the last kind of like really serious slap that happened. Sharon slapped Keanu. Yeah, that was probably the last one. I remember I think, being like, ooh. Weird, isn't it? Like, I don't, no, I don't mind it. Because to me, I just look at that and go, yeah, it's, it's a soap. They're always slapping, slapping each other. But 
the sort of the more it happens, you sort of see a few people kind of like making noises online, going, "All right, mm. violent. There's no need to be slapping him." Like that's probably why then. Especially when you're in the relationship as well. You sort. Of, you, I think mm. people are sort of looking at going, oh, "That's basically domestic violence." Like what we sort of talking about. It's in it though. Like it's. But it. But I agreed with that. If you remember when Sharon did that with Keanu, it does seem a bit like. It could be interpreted as normalising domestic violence when it's in a relationship. Mm. But then if it's between two women and it's like, how dare I say? That's that a cat thing, fight. Yeah, then I don't see the problem because you still see punch-ups with blokes a lot. But it's yeah, like we had the Jack, we had the Jack and Ravi yeah, stuff a few weeks yeah. back and that was quite intense, that fight. Mm. Like, obviously Ravi yeah. pummeling the back of his head and all mm. that kind of thing. So it's not like the fights have sort of gone no, away. No, Ash maybe... did with Nina. yeah. Yeah, and the Do- Ash and Dottie, I think it was as well. They had they had a bust up at one point. Oh as well. yeah, they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's not like they've gone away, but I feel like the sort of day to day slapping saying. scenes have sort of kind of gone away a little bit. Because I remember um, a slap scene a few months back was when uh, Tiff slapped Ke- um, Keegan when she found out about her and Dottie. Like yes. She proper walloped him. Mm. And there was a, there was a few people kicking off online about that, and I kind of thought, are they sort of responding to that and sort of d- toning down the slapping stuff? Possibly, but I do find it worse when it's between like people in a relationship mm. to people who aren't, you know, like Kathy and Joe, for example. Yeah, it's weird. Oh no, like don't get me wrong, like the stuff with the Joe and Kathy, because the yeah. thing is, it was filmed like you could tell that they were quite fake slaps as well. I think because yeah. they were quite slow and sort of like, yeah. but it was played for laughs, so I don't mind mm. that as much. Um, but when it's like a serious scene, like they should Although, look. Although, Rob, was Kathy's yeah. a slap? I know, I thought Kathy punched her, to be fair, didn't she? I slap thought she punch. punched her. Were it, on, were Kathy, it a punch or a slap? I think it might. I've, see, I, I made, when I made the trailer this week, I was kind of looking at it. It's like, it looks a little bit like a punch. It all happened quite yeah, quickly. I thought that. Might have been a punch, though. Fair place were if she did. Because wow. Joe deserved it. But, like, yeah, yeah. interesting. I'll put your comments in the comment section about yeah, that. Yeah, let us know what you think about I'd be, that. I'd be interested to know your, your mm. views. Um, so, yeah, Joe arrives. It all goes mad. Uh, and she basically then demands uh, 50 grand. <laughs> from Kathy and Rocky, otherwise she will go to the police because she's made a recording of her telling Rocky that they're not divorced. So she's got evidence that Rocky willingly committed bigamy. So I'm pretty sure you can't use evidence like that, like a phone recording, unless the other person... I don't think you can. But don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that that's not ethical to just record. I oh, don't it's not know. ethical, but like... You know, but I mean, I don't think it'd stand up in a court. What's more se- yeah, but what's more serious, though? The committing bigamy or recording somebody... No, yeah, but going into bigamy. What's to say that it's not somebody doing a really good impression of Rocky? How do you know it's actually his voice? Do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. I mean, to be fair, listening to that recording back, I thought Rocky sounded more like Mick than anything else. See? <laughs> I thought. See? But, uh, um, so, obviously, uh, Joe says, right, yeah, 50 grand, otherwise I'm going to the police. And Kathy's like, well, great. <laughs> like, where the hell am I supposed to get 50 grand from? Rocky kind of goes around the square, like, asking a few people, like, can I borrow, like, 50 grand, please? And Jay can't help him. No, no one can really help him. So, in the end, Kathy kind of clears her savings out, because Kathy's like a multimillionaire by this stage, clears out her savings and is now having to sell Beale's Place, the chippy. Uh, and she makes a comment this week that Ian will not be thrilled with that when he finds out about it. So that's automatically a Kickstarter for when Ian does return. Um, mm. I did think Ian, I did think either Ian or Peter was gonna, was going to show up this week. I really did. I was surprised um, they didn't. So it kind of makes you wonder when the hell are they going to show up then in that mm. case? Because it seemed like the wedding would have been quite a good sort of well, point for them to arrive. I've seen a few people online saying that they think uh, Ian's going to come back because he'll see the chippies up for sale. 
Yeah, that, that might be it. That's yeah. been a couple of theories floating around. That yeah. might well be it. Presumably, he's still getting money from that. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, something to do that. Yeah. But yeah, so he, she's, so she clears the savings and and sends Joe this fifty grand. And Joe's instantly like, "Well, that was easy. I'll have five more, please." <laughs> Which fair? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Why would you do that without thinking that that's a possibility? So they basically then get Ben to pretend to be Callum, essentially. Like he borrows Callum's ideas, like, oh, I'm a policeman and you're blackmailing, so do you want to sod off? Um, so Joe kind of scurries away with her tail between her legs. But we then get yes, another mysterious phone call. Like, who is she on the phone to? Who is like she? Her I didn't. I didn't. Something? Well, I didn't think about this, uh, but I, like she's obviously we've seen her on the phone to someone before, and it didn't really enter my head that this was supposed to be like a sort of who is she on the phone to? But then the fact that they're really kind of focusing on her taking this phone call at the end before she before she goes off again, which I'm delighted by because that means Joe's coming back. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> or is it just a way of us knowing that it's not the end and it's just her kind of being well, able to yeah. say thoughts and go? Oh, there's plenty more of that way. You know, there's plenty but, more where that come from. I have seen theories that she might be connected to the Cindy stuff somewhere on the way. Oh, no. Shut the front door. I can't cope with that. No. Maybe. No. No way. How? Maybe. I don't know. Well, No. I don't know. I don't know. Because no. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, I think it's just people trying to make connections as to who she's on the phone yeah. to. Like, normally, nine times out of ten, when we're not told who's on the other end of the phone, because we haven't been told that it's her partner or anything mm. like that, we don't know who it is. So normally, when we're not aware of who's on the other end of the phone, it means someone significant is on the other Imagine end of the phone. Imagine if it was, though, and then kathy has got beef with Joe and Cindy even more. No, because then Joe Love would it. know who George Knight is, surely, if Joe knows yeah. who Cindy is. Well, she maybe does, but they've not had that many interactions, have they? She didn't, so she, it could be. Well, she's met Cindy after she's left him. Well, I'm trying to work out who else it would be. Like, because unless... Like who would she? Who would care whether she was getting money out of Rocky or not? Because we've established that there was no children in the relationship, so it's nothing to mm. do with that. So, which makes me wonder, unless Rocky's hiding more secrets from her, which let's be fair may well be the case, mm. but it also makes me wonder whether it's more to do with Kathy than it is to than it is to do with Rocky. So, or is it just like I said that it's a way of us seeing that she's going to be coming back? Because otherwise, who's she going to say? Who else is she going to say? Oh, I've got more. You know, I can get some more of that. I'm coming back. But that's what, what I mean. Like, who, who would who would she be saying that to if it's not her mm. partner? Because again, technically, they're still married, so it's not like she's got a husband. Yeah, I, I realise that. Yeah. Otherwise, she's committing bigamy. Mm. So, who is it on the other end of that phone? I wonder. Maybe it's just a partner, and it's just that we know that she's coming yeah. back. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe it's Cindy. Maybe it's Cindy. I, I mean, oh, who knows? I get but... all these new theory, theories every week. I know. But what I'm excited about, frankly, is that Joe's coming back. <laughs> she's great. She's such a great sort of like, I wouldn't mind seeing Joe like rack up with the money that she's earned from this and sort of buying one of the houses on the square and moving in permanently. I love Joe as a regular character quite happily. Yeah, I same. love her. She's yeah. fantastic. She's mm-hmm. so camp. So camp. I love her. She's like, it's like just the smirking that she does and like the like kind of when Kathy pushed her onto the piano and she had that look of outrage on her face, yeah. I was wetting myself with laughter. I loved it. And she was she's claiming that Kathy started the assault first. Oh, yeah, good Kathy luck didn't with shove that. her out away with Mike. And, and then, then she slapped it her. Was Joe yeah. went for a first, yeah. so not like to stand on. Of, no, with a pub full of witnesses, Joe. So yeah, good luck with that one. We're gonna back Kathy as well, let's be honest. So. Yes. 
Um, bit of foreshadowing also went on during this sort of the sort of different scenes during the storyline. I thought there was two bits that I wanted to sort of discuss. Number one was Elaine, who turned around and said, "If Georgie's ex turned up halfway through our wedding, she'd get more than a slap." Mm-hmm. Obviously, Cindy's returning, so mm-hmm. maybe that kind of triggers when Cindy's going to return is during their, their wedding. wedding. Yeah, which we don't know when that's going to be yet, but Christmas that's going to be epic. Now. We don't know. I mean, it is. Th- I can't wait for Elaine to be in that sort of situation. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Um, and the other one was a bit more sort of blinking you'll miss it, but it was a, something that Kat said to Phil when they were talking about their wedding. Mm. And she said, no one's going to barge in in the middle of our nuptials, which basically means that someone definitely is going to barge in in the middle of their nuptials. Or ex- Did she say exes specifically? Well, she was, well, she was exes. Yeah, she was sort of, sort of which suggests Sharon or something mm. else is going to kick or off. Or another ex. What other ex could it be there? No, it's going to be. Uh, I don't think they were specifically talking about exes. I think I oh, think the conversation oh, okay. the conversation started about exes, but then I think it's basically turned into people strolling into weddings halfway through, and that's why I wrote oh. it down. No one's going to barge in in the middle of our nups. So who would? So, who would? But it suggests that there's more drama to come from weddings. So this is the thing. There's so many wedding drama thing going on at the minute. You've got Kathy and Rocky who are basically having to redo their wedding because they've not actually married yet. Cat and Phil, Elaine and George. Karen and uh, Keanu and Sharon. So that's four weddings, sort of all mm. sort of going off. Chelsea and Ravi now talking about getting married as well. Like it's just so much wedding stuff going on. Love it. Mm. So, but by the way, sorry, you just mentioned Rocky and Kathy might have to get married again. Are they married then? Because if he's committed bigamy, this is what I don't understand. Well, if he then they... hands in the divorce papers, will they not go? Oh, didn't he just get married last week though? Yeah. Or do they not bit... see that? Is it a different record? Well, I don't know, because he said that he'd had to... Ha- and obviously, I mean, I've not been married, so th- there was records and stuff that he had to hand the over to the of absolute. That's the one, thank you. Mm. Joe implied that she downloaded that off the internet or something. So that's all kind of null and void, effectively. Like, in the eyes of who they gave it to, those two are married, hence Kathy Cotton in the credits. They are effectively Yeah, married, that's what... Yeah. But they're not fully, technically married in, all, in the eyes of right. each other. So it's so they're going to have to basically redo that. I'm guessing the the coach and the horses ain't going to come back for the second time. No, <laughs> but the effect of it, but it's another sort right. of money type thing. Because as well, like, does that Im- so then they actually have signed it all over there? Did they? Because you can have the wedding, you can have a ceremony, can't you? And then you have mm. the bit where you actually sign the papers. So we're thinking yeah. that they signed the papers that day. Then that's yeah. all been done. Oh, and also, uh, Ben and Callum were briefly having a, having a moment talking about redoing their nuptials at some point as well. So it's all... It's... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so everyone's getting married. Vow renewal with Ben and Callum then. Yeah, probably at some point. Did you um, notice Ben sneak off and say we're going to check on Lexi at the wedding? No, but I didn't. Maybe you were actually... Probably. Yeah, yeah and probably. And then Callum's like, sort of... oh, she'll be fine with Ben, uh, with yeah. Jay. And yeah. he still went, and I thought, oh, is he going to? Yeah, probably, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's yeah. quite nice the way they've done that with Ben. Like, it's been, it's not been, I mean, obviously at some point it's going to be first and yeah. foremost for that week's storyline, but they've really sort of been dropping the odd scene in here, which kind of, you know, apart from the fact that we know that it's going on, like, there isn't much more to say about it other than the fact that we know mm. that it's going on. So I think it's quite nice that they sort of drop these little moments with Ben in. Um, yeah. And, and to build up to wherever we end up with it. Um, so yeah, but like I said, yeah, so Rocky had to basically repropose to Kathy and then did a little skip jump in the in the street, like Grandpa Joe discovering the golden ticket in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> um, so yeah, loved I loved all this this week. It was such 
camp soapy nonsense. And it was such fun to watch. I, I laughed a lot during those fights. Um, Kathy telling Jai that if she didn't get out, she'd drag her out by that bird nest on her, a monkey bird nest on her head. Quite enjoyed that. That was fun. <laughs> and Kathy, well, like, uh, did you say, do you know what, you don't know what I'm capable of? Or do you know who I am? She said something along those lines. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't know. Yeah, but it was just Kathy being Kathy, wasn't it? Like, it's. Yeah, but after listening to your bonus um, podcast episode that you can find on YouTube. Oh, you think that was a hint? Week, with Maisie you think that was a hint? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And if I'd have not seen that interview, if I'd have not heard Maisie's little theory that you can find on our YouTube channel, yes. I wouldn't have even thought about it. To be fair, though, Ray, you've also made a massive thing about there being bird poo on the Mitchell's door, so I don't know whether... <laughs> and you also said that if it is right, you'll give me all the credit. Oh, so I will. let's see. Trust me. Let's if that see. is re- if it turns out the bird poo on the Mitchell's door is relevant, yeah, I will... <laughs> you will get such honours. <laughs> you will get such praise. Everything's... Cl- you've got to just find the clues wherever they might yeah. be at the minute, Rob. We just don't know. There we go. Well, I mean, let us know where you think it's all going. Uh, the clues, keep... Keep her coming. Where is that wedding dress going to end up? Where are those coffins going to end up? And did you enjoy all the soapy madness of the week? What's going to happen next with Joe? What's going to happen with all this foreshadowing that keeps going on? They're building up to stuff. It's getting very, very exciting. Wonder where we're going to end up next week. Um, Star of the week, Ray. I think I will definitely give mine to Kathy. I love Kathy a lot. It's either going to be Kathy or Joe, but I think Kathy made me made me laugh a lot this week. I really enjoyed Kathy this week. So I think mine's going to Kathy. What about you? I was stuck between Kathy and Joe myself. I thought you mm-hmm. were going to give yours to Joe. Mm. Can I give it to a writer? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to give it to Darren Little for Monday's episode because I really enjoyed girl. it. That's my I girl. I really enjoyed but... it. Fair enough. Yeah, fine. Yeah, gold stars to Darren Little and Kathy this week. Marvellous. Right, that's the end of the storyline discussions. Uh, final part of the podcast, as per usual, is comments from you lovely people. <laughs> Sarah, we had a lot of comments this week on our socials. We did. That's because we posted more videos than usual this week, wasn't it, Well, that's what I was going to say, particularly on a little bonus episode that you surprised everybody with. With the wonderful, yeah, with the wonderful Maisie Spackman. Maisie Spackman, yes. She's marvellous. Yeah. Do you know what? I've missed having an EastEnders podcast to listen to since I've started recording this. <laughs> yeah, right? that's true. See, I did it for you, Ray. So it was really it nice for me, actually, that, Rob. So thank yes. you, Amaze. Uh, you could, I will post the link to the uh, the video interview we did with Soap Metro reporter Maisie Speckman up above, somewhere like that. Uh, Maisie was fantastic, and she has a bucket load of theories uh, about this Christmas Day murder, who about who done it, who's on the floor, and she's she's got like a massive chart full of ideas and theories and spider charts and all that kind of thing. It's worth checking out. Maisie was an absolute delight, and hopefully we'll have her on again because she seems quite like her, and she's got more theories than any that you can shake a stick at, and more will come. So I'd quite like to sort of have an update with Maisie at some point to yeah. sort of see where she's at, where her head's at now, sort of how the development of the spider chart. But you all seem to really enjoy it, and I really like talking to her. So yeah, that was great. Um, comments from you guys, uh, Ree, what you got for me? Uh, I've got one from our Instagram DMs from Mustafa Ahmed who says, "Hi guys, just a few things I've picked up on." When Rocky was talking about Dave, he slipped the name Dean. Now, there's plenty of names beginning with D, more common than Dean. Was this deliberate as a clue? Because this was meant mm. to be a big week. Could that indicate Dean's coming back? I mean, there is every possibility that, that Dean could make a return at some mm. point. Um, and yeah, you're right, actually. That kind of made, my, I think my, my eyebrow did a twitch when uh, when Rocky came out with that name. Uh, this is the thing at the moment, like, 
and which is why I love this mystery so much because you we are so hypersensitive to any sort of clue or hint or or anything like that. And Rocky has no connection to Dean whatsoever, but it's like the fact that Rocky said that Dean, Dean, what about Dean? What, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, potential. Dean is more than a suspect for Christmas Day, and it, that's why Linda will be there, and that's who you know that sort of puts Linda in the frame because Linda hasn't got a man at the moment. In order, I was you know, just going to say of... we've not seen much of Linda or yes, any theories Linda that we could really got... have solidly. Linda hasn't got a sort of suspect, mm. to, like a mur- potential murder victim to, ha- to hand mm. at the moment, apart from George. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Very good point. Um, I've got a bit of a double comment here. Simon Paris on Facebook uh, discussing uh, Stacey Martin says, I'm loving Stacey and Martin back together, though I am feeling a bit nervous that this is happening just in time for Theo to go into full psycho mode and Martin will be in danger. Uh, and Teresa Robertson then replied and said, still on the fence as she tends to treat him like a doormat and has a wandering eye. If she's changing where she sees him as a true partner, I agree it would be nice to have a happy family. I don't see her giving up her newfound independence just like that, but she's going to need his help with Lily, so hopefully it goes well. Um, I mean, yeah, Stacey and Martin were just a great couple, aren't they? I did enjoy um, Stacey with Kirat, but then they had yeah, those episodes. Strange. Yeah, and it had been a while since Stacey and Martin had been together at that stage. But then they had an ep- like those episodes where they went to the caravan park, you know, when Mo came and Kira went with them. Uh, and you sort of remembered how good Stacey and Martin were together. And this week, the chemistry between Stacey and Martin obviously is always off the charts because they're great actors together. And yeah, you, I'm re- I've, I've realised that I've really missed them as a couple. So I'm glad that they're back together. And obviously Martin, I think Mike Martin needs to be there as well with everything that's coming up with Lily because she's like looking ready to drop at any moment now. It's been a while. I mean, it's not been nine months, but presumably, you know, because it's a soap baby. She'll end, up, she'll end up having it early. You know, in soap terms, she's due. <laughs> so, yeah, true. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I'm glad Martin's back in sort of in the fresh, sort of in the mm. fold of the Slater household. So yeah, it's going to be good. Especially as you say, when Gillian, when Gillian, when, um, when Theo turns psychopathic, so that's going to yeah, be interesting. Yeah, is going to need Martin mm. there. Much help as he can get. I've got another comment from our Facebook group from Tracy Baracco, who says, I'm guessing that whoever Joe's talking to will be a potential victim for Christmas. Joe brought up Kathy's last husband. If he wasn't dead, I'd say she was speaking with Gavin Sullivan. He's definitely <laughs> dead, right? Died God. in prison like Cindy did. <gasps> well, what a theory. I mean, just the return of Gavin Sullivan. That would be interesting. I mean, we, as far as we know, Gavin is very dead because that's how Zach came in, you remember? Mm. Because mm-hmm. so, and I, I do think Gavin's dead, and I don't think it would I really do. do much good for Gavin to come back. I feel like Gavin was a bit of a flop as a villain, if I'm honest, because they built him up as the, as the new Archie. I remember when Gavin first came in, they were saying that Gavin was going to make Archie look like a Care Bear. <laughs> he didn't mm. really. But, no. um, it's it's interesting though. This is what I mean though. Like everyone is so hypersensitive to like clues Everything. and hints. Yeah. Um. But in all fairness, whoever is on the phone to Joe, why not? Perfectly valid suspect. Whoever it is. So yeah, it's uh. I, I, so, it I could, love it. I love it. Gavin could still well be an ex acquaintance of Joe's for all we know, and she's got it in could for Kathy because she somehow ruined their relationship. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Gillian mm. uh, Maynard says, "Good for Shazza. Keanu only remembered Peggy when Lisa rocked up, which is what you said. Um, since he's been back, he's only been about Albie and Shazza's knickers. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, he's a child hiding passports like a cartoon. End it. Bringing an adult male for Sharon. She's been through enough mothering of her men. I mean, I comment. mean, 
I did think Fair. that actually that she mothers Keanu, but then I thought, well, she she's does. It with Phil as well in a way because she's always telling him what to do. A bit like Peggy might have told Phil. I know, but it feels know? different though, doesn't it? It feels yeah, different. Exactly like she, <laughs> yeah, there's that sort of critical parent role that Sharon's mm. got if you want to talk psychology terms. Like mm. it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a thing. Um, I see what I mean. I don't see that. I don't think she's marrying Keanu. I don't because otherwise she would have done it by now. Is my thinking. You know, like I you don't know. in terms of soap, you've always got to think why have they delayed the wedding? Like Pat and Phil really should have been married by now if they were gonna get that's married. That's true. And they're waiting all the way till Christmas Day for that to happen. Please. So mm. that's gonna that's relevant for a reason. And Keanu and Sharon getting married, that should have happened by now and it hasn't. So I... Should it though? He's only just come back into a life, really. So, yeah, but in soap terms, they've known each other millions of oh, years, yeah, haven't true. they? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair. there you go. I mean, lots to come, lots to come. It feels like the show is really sort of moving all the chess pieces into play, and it's just all sort of we don't know what we're supposed to be paying attention to, what we're not supposed to be paying attention to. Red herrings, white herrings, blue herrings, all sorts of marvelous stuff. Love it. And we had an email from Zachary Starr that says, Hi, Robin Ray, loving the podcast so far, and completely disagree with the iTunes review. You two are great presenters. Thanks, Zach. Thank uh, I'm very hyped. Thanks. I'm very hyped for the upcoming storyline with the Beals and the Knights. Looking past the Initial storyline for Cindy's return, though. What I want to see is a Max Branning return with Baby Abby and for the two most prolific cheaters in Albert Square to start an affair together. Interesting, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I can see, I can see Max and Cindy together, hundred percent. Good thought. God, how annoyed would Ian be? Oh, he'd be livid. Oh, that writes itself, Brilliant. Well done. Max sees Abby as his chance to get it right at being a parent, and Cindy might feel the same way after having abandoned all six of her children. Yes. I think the show will cover how Cindy feels about Lucy's death and why it was the same year she left George and her daughters, but I don't think they'll cover Stephen. The problem is they also have to have Max find out he's Annie's dad, which isn't as interesting a story, so none of this is likely to happen. The scene films feel is a little bit pointless now. I disagree, Zach. I think you've got some great theories in there um cindy and max would be a fantastic pairing and i do think that if max was to return now would be the time to do it because we're in a strong era uh ian's made a comeback and lauren i can see returning at some point with max in tow because i feel like it's only a matter of time before if peter is returning i feel like it's only a matter of time before lauren comes back because obviously there's still feelings between lauren and peter i don't mm. believe we, i don't believe it when lauren said um, yeah well, no, we're done lauren clearly has, has feelings for him so if peter moves back to the square lauren will uh, presumably at some point make a return so that he can continue seeing his seeing his kid and how long will it be before lauren then puts the pieces together of who annie's dad is when linda's got this ginger kid running around <laughs> i mean and then max will like return scientist, does it? and max and cindy mm. would be fantastic together that's a great, great wow. theory there, Zachary. Love it. Love that. Love it. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can do what, Ree? You can find us on Facebook on our Facebook group, Albert Square After Dark, on Twitter and Instagram at E20 After Dark. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can listen to us on Apple and all your favourite podcast sites. And you can email us at E20AfterDarkPodcast at gmail.com. Marvellous, 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 marvellous. Well, that's another week done and dusted. Thank you very much, Ree, and the best of luck to Chantelle, our camera person, uh, in her upcoming labour. Sister-in-law. Sister-in-law, yes, best of luck. We're thinking of you. Uh, and you can join us same time next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Bye. Bye. Bye.